Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling Podcast, Episode 9. This has been a huge week in wrestling. I'm your host, Viral Viper, a.k.a. Viper Freeze, with my co-host... The Renegade Enigma. What's up, y'all? So, let's talk about this week in wrestling. I don't know why I'm sounding like that. It's just weird. I'm going to stop. We didn't have too much power. That is, that's a great show. Let's start there. Let's start there. Okay. I love that show. NWA Power on YouTube. If you're not watching it, please go watch it. Please go support. Great show. It's a freaking great show. I have like a love-hate relationship with it. You know what I mean? Like, because, okay, you grew up more of a WCW person. So, like, that's more your taste. Whereas I'm more of a WB guy, and WB was never like that, even back in the day. So, like, the whole studio and all that, like, the promos and all that, like, I really don't like like that. But, like, a lot of the wrestling is good, and I'm not shitting on every single person. It's, like, a few, because there's a lot on there that actually, like, like, um, they brought back Mr. Anderson. Those of you might know him as Mr. Kennedy. Uh, Colt Cabana was there uh, Kenny King from TNA Days and along with Homicide uh, what's his name Tom I forgot his last name but Bram, like he kept calling him Bram <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah, that one guy that you said there's gonna start I forget his name at the moment you're gonna remember as soon as I say that but like his name is Ricky Stark Ricky yeah, Stark he's good he He's a fucking star. Yeah. But, yeah, it it brings me back, like, just watching the show brings the feels back of old school WCW. It just brings back the feel of, like, the 80s. It's just so awesome. They even have commercials, 80s commercials in the show. They're fake as hell, but they're 80s commercials in the show. It is fucking awesome. The show is awesome. The promos are hilariously great. Like, Damien Sandow, Aaron Stevens, is in NWA. And he cut this promo in front of the crowd. And he was talking about being an actor. And he they kept calling him an extra and a stunt double. It was so fucking hilarious. And Ricky Starks cut a promo. Ricky Starks wrestled Trevor Murdoch. And if you watch WWE... Like in 2004, Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade. Trevor Murdoch is still wrestling, and he's in NWA. And he looks to Ricky Stark. Yeah, he looks exactly the same. But Ricky Starks, he beat him and then cut this amazing promo. And I was like, dude, Ricky Starks is a fucking star. James Storm is the NWA North American champion, and he comes out and cuts this promo. And this promo had me so hyped. I'm not even a huge fan of James Storm. I was so hyped for James Storm. It was, it, the show is just, it just gets you in the feels. And the wrestling, like their squash matches, most of them, and it's just like totally one sided. And like the guys shine and it's fucking awesome. They usually have like the main event is just a match between like two actual wrestlers and it's, it usually plays into the story, but the whole show is just awesome. 
It's on YouTube. It's free for everybody. Please go watch it and support MWA Power. It is fucking awesome. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I love the wrestling. And, like, I'm slowly getting into it. Because, again, like, I wasn't a WCW guy growing up. But, like, it's not bad at all. You know what I mean? I'm not hating. It's just, like, it wasn't my forte then. It's something to get used to if you're not used to that style. You know what I mean? The one thing I'll say, the crowd was hot. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't, like, I want to say the last episode or the episode before that, we talked about the toxic fans. None of those seemed toxic. Like, you kind of felt the love of wrestling through them. You know what I mean? It's one of those wrestling shows that gives you the feel of, if you love wrestling, this is the show for you. Yeah. It's just, wow. Like, just, just wow. There's a lot I can say about it. It's just wow. Yeah, it was good. Like, don't, don't take me not saying it's not for me as it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? I'm going to continue watching it regardless. You know what I mean? But yeah, you guys check it out. Yeah. And speaking of YouTube, let's talk about AEW Dark. They, like, I really like the concept of the dark matches, the matches we had before AEW Dynamite. Is They put them on YouTube and let everybody see them. But this week they had like a really big match and they just threw it on YouTube and never talked about it again. It was Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega in a street fight. And they did some crazy shit. And it's like, well, that was on YouTube. Who gives a shit? Like, wait, nobody's going to bring it up? Nope. Doesn't exist. Like, oh, okay. It's like, because I haven't watched it yet. So, in essence, it's basically AEW just because. Basically. Okay. Like, and when Kenny came out this Wednesday, it was like it wasn't even reflected in his record as a one win for a singles match. So if you're gonna count everything, like count AEW Dark, please. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just make me match. watch just because. Yeah. I have enough wrestling to watch and I don't want to watch something just because it doesn't make sense and there's nothing to it. Yeah. Please make it make sense. Thank you. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into what? What were you no, going to say? Nothing, but yeah, um, go ahead. So let's get into the WWE 2019 draft. Let's get into the draft. It was weird, in my opinion. It was so super weird. It was, it was just ridiculously. Some of the stuff that was happening was like. What the fuck? There were people that were getting drafted to shows they were already on. And it was like, why? Just why? Explain to me why. You know why? I don't know why. Smackdown, uh, what was it? Um, AJ Styles and the, um, the OC on Raw. Like, what the hell? Drew McIntyre got drafted to Raw, who was already on Raw. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why? It's just it's so fucking dumb. Yeah. They made a few little changes here and there. They put Becky officially on Raw and Charlotte, who was the female Miz during draft time, 
who gets drafted to the, every show each year. So Charlotte's on Raw this time. She's it. It was a lot of weird things. Sasha's on SmackDown. It like some of this stuff doesn't make any sense. Like they drafted Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross as a tag team. They're a tag team, but they got drafted in two separate picks to Raw. Yeah. Then, I'm with you, but like I'm sorry for cutting you off, but like a lot of those were like kind of like what the fuck's to me because like for instance like Becky right she's the um, Raw Women's Champion right yeah come to find out she actually was a Smackdown person though if you really broke it down like we had, yeah. had to go back and think of that yeah no she was definitely a Smackdown person yeah so she's officially on Raw now so Yes, officially on Raw. But the Nikki Cross and Alexa thing, they sep- they separated them as two draft picks and then turned right around and drafted them back to SmackDown as one pick. It was like, what? Why? It was weird. And like they did a trade on WWE backstage where they got Nikki Cross and Alexa to SmackDown, which later on, what that means for Raw, they get a future draft pick for the trade. So, as it like as it looks right now, it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Because Bray Wyatt, he's on SmackDown. And he, he's beefing with Seth Rollins. They're still beefing. We're going to talk about why they're still beefing. But there's a few matches coming up that's going to have Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. And they're going to draft him back to Raw because it's going to be for the Universal title, and that's weird. But I, I don't know. What? Yeah. But the draft was just fucking weird. It's like, a lot of the shit didn't make sense. And then the people that didn't get drafted, that were just basically floating around, at the end of the day, they just wound up saying on the fucking show that they were on. Mojo Riley, um... What is that guy's name? No way, Jose. They just fucking stayed on Raw. They stayed on Raw. Dana Brooke stayed on Raw until she got drafted this morning when WWE decided, hey, fuck it, we're just going to throw on SmackDown. Now she's on SmackDown. have no fucking clue what's going on. None of this shit makes sense to anybody at all. Sorry. Like, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were on SmackDown and they were free agents. Guess where the fuck they wound up? Right back on fucking SmackDown. The fuck is the point? What is the point? There is no point. Chad Gable. Chad Gable got drafted to SmackDown. But wait, Chad Gable was already on fucking SmackDown. This draft made no fucking sense. If it was going to be a real draft, people should have got drafted to fucking different places. Like, it's... Something in Shorty G? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You already pissed off, so I had to go there. But go ahead. I hate you. But it's like, the fuck? Like, this draft could have been better. We're going to see how it turns out. We're just going to... Whatever. It's it's happened. It's there. I'm going to calm down. You tell me your takes on the draft. And fuck this draft. The wonder is the fact that... Okay. First of all, they had, like... I want to call her a host, Stephanie. Yes. He was hosting it, whatever, and she was on both shows. Okay. There's no longer 
general managers, what have you and whatnot. But in my mind, they're two different shows, two different channels, two different fields. So I expected one show to differ from the other the way they did it. Exact same way. They did have, what, five or six rounds. And each round had, like, five or six people in there and or teams. And it was just weird. It was just fucking weird. The funny part about it, like, I don't know if it was, like, you told me about it. I don't know if it was on Twitter or WWE.com itself, where they kind of sort of leaked everything before it happened. It, okay, they sent out, like, an email thing. And the email had, like, these are the people who's in the draft pool. And it was out there. And it was on WWE.com. Okay. If you look at the pool, the draft pool, the exact order of everybody getting drafted was on that draft pool. Everybody from top to bottom got drafted the exact same way it was on that pool. Nothing changed. It was exactly the same. At one point, they, they switched it up, though, because they caught on that we knew. So they, they switched it up, but still wound up going back to it eventually. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, the fuck? <laughs> like, you guys, like, they didn't they didn't try at all. It was just bad. <sighs> Whatever, man. Like, we're, we're, we're just going to see what happens. And, like, the way they were saying it, right, the way they described the, the draft at first, it was, like, 70 picks. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking Raw gets more because it has, like, three hours, obviously, just, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, then get the first pick. But everyone else, they can, like... The way I understood it is they can go wherever the hell they want. Like they can fuck around. That's exactly how it was supposed to be. That's, That's how it was supposed to be, but they fucked up. Yeah. So I expected people to go NXT. None of that happened. So. Not at all. Like, the fuck, man? Yeah. The fuck. Let's talk about the show that was SmackDown and or Raw. Okay. SmackDown was... So, SmackDown started off with Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the number one pick and the draft. The Fiend showed up and, like, kidnapped Seth Rollins but let him go. And then the match was over and no one has no fucking idea who won, so they just went with the draft and said, fuck it. And then... They never said who won. I don't give a fuck what anybody said. They never said who won. They never said who won by disqualification. None of that shit. This was another fucking WWE fuck up where they fucked up. Nobody won. Fuck that shit. Nobody fucking won. I mean, fuck. if you analyze it though, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Like, the match was over and whatever. Um, technically, SmackDown should have won that because DQ, right? Uh huh. Raw got the first um, draft pick, though. Exactly. Raw got the fucking first draft pick when SmackDown should have won. But hey, you know, whatever. Whatever, guys. Whatever. <laughs> they had a cool match between the OC and the... It... Don't remember how it winded up. Oh, I do remember how it winded up. AJ Styles got caught with Trouble in Paradise, and there's no follow-up to it, because... Both teams are on two different brands. We'll never see follow up to it, and that's it. That's how that's how that rolls. <laughs> Basically, 
And Charlotte fought Bailey. And Bailey came out. To improve Bailey. Yes, she cut her hair and she cut the Bailey buddies and she beat Charlotte and won the title and said, screw those kids. And she's the new and improved Bailey and also the new and improved SmackDown Women's Champion. Boom. So that was the thing. Yeah, I actually, I actually liked it there. Yes. And then we went on to Raw, where it was Becky versus Charlotte. Once again, I have no idea if anybody even won the fucking match. The match was just over. The winner get the winner got the draft pick, the first draft pick for the show that night. Who won? Couldn't tell you, but they just went along with the draft because there was no real winner. Just saying. Go ahead, defend it. Defend them. No, I wasn't defending it at all. I was like, I just got quiet because I agree with you. No, oh, of course she was going to defend it. And oh, then the, the War Raiders had a match against uh, the tag team champions, Rudolph. And they beat Rudolph for the tag team championships. And the Viking Raiders cut a promo after that and mentioned every tag team title they had. The IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the NXT Champions, and the Raw Tag Team Champions. It was, it was a kind of shocker because it was like, whoa, they, they mentioned everything? That but, me yeah. Up. Yeah, that, that popped me. I was like, whoa, they actually did mention everything? But I'm glad they did. One of them posted it on um, Instagram, like all their title wins. Yes. And they take they take the same pools every title in. Yep. And that's pretty awesome though. <laughs> and then we had Ricochet versus Apollo Cruz. It was a good match, but I just can't believe that Spider Man was in that match. It was so awesome. Because Jerry Lawler said it about a hundred and fifty million times that Hey, he's just like Spider-Man. He did superhero stuff like Spider-Man. Like, like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He's like, come on, dude. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. They need to get rid of Jerry Lawler. Like, seriously. Yes. Yes, because he's just... It's something about him with his old school stuff that is just not connecting with Raw. And it's funny because Jim Cornette does his same old school dumb crap on NWA Power, and it's like the best thing ever. Jerry Lawler does his thing now, and it's like, dude, this is not the time to do it. Just fucking call the match and just be better. Like, because it, it fits the show, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it has that atmosphere. Like, when Jim Cornette was at MLW, right? I love MLW. But, like, I didn't like his commentary in MLW. I more so love fucking Tony Schiavone on there. They have a new yes. guy on there now? Like, gotta see like, how I feel about him, but yeah. It's going to take a while to warm up to the new guy. Just saying. Yeah. I think his name is like Alex something. I couldn't catch the last name, but his name was like Alex something. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of more laid back than than anybody because Rich Mokini was taking over most of the work in MLW for the commentary. And it's like, yeah, I want to hear from the new guy. He'll just like say, yeah. And then like just lay out and it's like, Dude, you're you're supposed to be the lead announcer here. Come on. 
Like, keep up with Rich. Yeah, like, he, he was like, um, I don't know, it was weird. Like, he really didn't say anything at all. He said a few lines, but, like, they weren't memorable lines or lines that you go, oh, shit, that's cool. It was like, he's here, and he's here. That's all. But, yeah, back to Raw. So, they did a tag team match at the end of the night. The tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors versus Natty and a mystery partner. So, the whole night it had everybody going, oh, well, who's going to be the mystery partner? You know who a mystery partner was? We even talked about it. We went through, it either was like a returning person. Well, I said a returning person. Like, for instance, like a Nia Jax or something like that. And you said probably a new signee. Yes. And we were both wrong. It was Lacey Evans. And for those who don't know, for the last three weeks, Lacey Evans and Natty been trying to kill each other. And now they were a fucking tag team together. I was like, what the fuck? I feel like it's longer than that, but okay. (laughs) It's been longer than that. I just remember the last three weeks them trying to kill each other. She hit her with a trash can last week. Like in the face. What the fuck? And now they're tag, now they were tag team, but they lost, thank God. And then we had the most controversial part of the show that has everybody talking and speculating. So Seth Rollins in the beginning of the show said he was gonna go fiend hunting, and he went and found a fiend at the Firefly Funhouse, and he did what he does to everything in his whole entire life. He burnt it down. That pissed me off. That legit pissed me off. That pissed a lot of people off. And that led to a lot of speculation going, hey, they burned it down because Fox doesn't like that. Mm, That's not why they burned it down. They burned it down for shock value. Okay. It was basically for shock value. They, like, give him something. The Firefly Funhouse will probably be back, if not next week, the week after. Just saying. And he's definitely coming to Raw because he has a bunch of Raw title matches. There's one cage match advertised in November. And also, the biggest one, the Crown Jewel one. It's a false count anywhere match in Crown Jewel. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend for the Universal title. That fucks me up, though, because... Seth Rollins also has another Magic Crown Jewel, which is Team Hogan versus Team uh, Flair. And he's the team captain of Team Hogan. Wait, they just announced earlier today that he is no longer on Team Hogan. Oh, really? So he's gonna... Yeah, they, like they, they actually fixed it. They thought about it and said, fuck it, we fixing this. Okay, so who's the team captain now? Or no one else? They didn't make one yet. Okay, okay. Alright, like I, I didn't know that. That's why you're the news guy. <laughs> but Bray Wyatt versus I mean Fiend versus Seth Rollins in the false count anywhere match. The last time they had a weird false count anywhere match, it ended in a DQ. Hey, they did Styles versus the Mother Child. Or were they yeah. I thought it was Nagamora. It was Nagamora. Yeah. I thought it was AD Styles for sure. And if this ends in a fucking DQ, don't 
Don't ever put the Fiend and Seth Rollins near each other again. Fucking separate them to the ends of the earth. Never let them touch. Never let them be near each other. Fuck that. He's seen a smackdown. And then Seth Rollins, after he burned down a Firefly Funhouse, got on tele, got on Twitter and goes, well, what did you expect me to do, man? Nothing. You could have just walked the fuck away and just said nothing. Just leave the fucking, just leave it alone. Leave the fuck alone. But no, he had, he had to be a dickhead and do his dickhead thing. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. He irks me on fucking Twitter. He irks everybody. He irks his own soul. <laughs> like, those three days that he decided to block himself from Twitter was the best days for him and everybody else. Like, dude probably is a nice guy, but, like, you're coming across like an asshole. Like, just stop. Just fucking stop. Just stop. Like, you're not doing anything good for yourself or the, the company. Just stop. Just stop. Just try Just try better to be you in the ring and then just try to be a better person on Twitter. Like, just stop. Come on, dude. Exactly. Because, like, you're pissing so many people off on Twitter. And it's like, yo, just... Just stop saying stuff. Like, you say the wrong things on Twitter and piss people off. Just relax. Relax. But speaking of Crown Jewel, there's a tag team gauntlet with every tag team on Raw and SmackDown to see who's the best tag team in the world. How do you feel about that? The running joke there is that Shane McMahon is going to like take the place of one of the competitors. I hope he does it. I hope he does it because I think this whole tag team gauntlet is complete bullshit. I mean, the original thing with him, the best in the world thing was complete bullshit. You know what I mean? Because that was supposed to be like a World Cup. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but, but this, I just feel like, okay... For WWE, and they saying the best tag team in the world. I'm sorry, the, the Usos are the one of the best tag teams on, like the main roster. Them and the Revival, like the rest of the teams don't cut it. Sorry, the rest of the teams don't cut it. Just those two teams are the best two teams on, like on Raw and SmackDown. Sorry, I don't like, even so, think Usos are in it. They're not in it. The Usos are not in it at all because they're not. They haven't even been drafted or talked about. They're not in it at all. They're gone. Like they're still with the company. They're just not in anybody's sight. I don't know if they're getting repackaged. I don't know what the fuck is happening. The Usos are just fucking gone. They're just gone. Like they don't exist at all. They don't bring them up. They don't talk about shit. It's like the Usos are just gone, and it's like, what the fuck. They could have used like some NXT tag team too and NXT UK. But if they did that, all of those tag teams on the main roster would still lose. Because Undisputed Era would be in it. And they're the best tag team. But whatever. Run your little against tournament, WWE. Whatever. But in NXT, you have, um, like you said, Undisputed Era. You Mm -hmm. have, um, 
in NXT UK, you have Imperium. You have um, Oni Lorch and Danny Birkin. Yeah. What was the other mm-hmm. one? Um, Gallus. Gallus. You have the um, Grizzled Young Vets. The Hunt. I don't know which NXT they're on, but they're on one of them. They're on UK, I think. See, it's just like it's just so many good tag teams at NXT, but hey, they didn't want to do this main roster thing. Whatever. That's for my thoughts on it. Because you asked me my thoughts, like, yeah, I don't care. That's how I feel right now about it. I don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Like to be honest with you, I don't care about the whole show. Oh come on, man! You gotta care because it's gonna be Montsor. Versus Cesaro. You got to care about those guys. What's the last relevant thing Mansoor did except win the greatest Royal Rumble? Which still is not relevant then. He was on um, Dio Madden's Twitch. That's it. Ha <laughs> Dio Madden's Twitch. That's the last relevant thing he did. Ha. Now take that. It's not even relevant because he doesn't even use it anymore. He's let everybody else use it. All righty, all right. Killian Dane was on there, so like, what the hell? Killian Dane got lost. He didn't know where he was going. He just winded up on the Twitch channel. That's what happened. Yeah. He was on my Twitch channel, and I don't even have one. <laughs> See? Second. Other than that, um, last I checked, um, the Team Hogan versus Team Flair thing, it was Team Hogan, which was before it was Seth Rollins, then they added Rusev, then last I checked, they had Ricochet, right? Yep. I'm not sure if they added anybody else after that, right? As of checking right now, that's officially the lineup for that side. And then on the other side was Captain Randy Orton, uh, mm-hmm. King Baron Corbin. Uh-huh. Uh, it was two more because I know they had an extra person. I forget. It was Nakamura. And I don't know who else was there at the Nakamura. Oh, okay. So, yes, your team is right now. As of right now. Oh, and then you have Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, going against Kane Velasquez. That one I'm slightly intrigued for. Oh, yeah. And also Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman, Brad. Another match I don't care about. Like, the only match I care about is the Kane Velasquez one because I actually seen him wrestle. He's pretty good. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah, that's pretty much as of right now the rundown for Crown Jewel, unless I forgot something. No, that's pretty much it. They're going to probably name one other weird crap match, and that's it. I don't even know when the show is, to be honest with you. It's on Halloween. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, on a, it's actually on a Thursday, which is weird. That is weird. Now let's talk about Wednesday night Wednesday. 
Wednesday, that Wednesday, Wednesday, that Wars. That's what I meant to say. I just Wednesday twice. <laughs> but yeah, last night AEW versus NXT, as always. So, how do you feel about NXT AEW? That's what I meant to say. How do you feel about AEW? Because that's the one you watched. Uh, once again, like it was lackluster. Only thing I really liked probably was the main event, which was um, Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho and Mr. Cody Rhodes. Wow, wrong person, but okay, yeah, for the title and whatever. And it was a it, like what was the uh, match? Because like it sold many variations that match. It was a Philadelphia Street Fight. Right, okay. Because, you know, it goes by different names. It's all the same shit. Hardcore, Extreme Rules, whatever. Yeah. It was okay. Like, it yeah. was okay. Like, the match was good because Darby Allen was in it. That's what made it good. That's the yeah. only one that's in mind for me. Yeah, I mean, Jericho's good, but Jericho's good at certain things, not everything. Not yeah. like everybody says he's only good at certain things, but like that match was really good. We had LAX have a match who they wrestled, but they beat him in like strong fashion so they could set up the match for them versus the Young Bucks at full gear, which I know that they're going to beat the Young Bucks because it's LAX. They're the best tag team in the business. Period. Also on that show, it was Riho versus Britt Baker, which was which was pretty good. The ending like caught me off guard. I, I swore Britt had that shit. Riho's starting to, to grow on me, and Britt Baker took that loss. But I have a feeling she's gonna have a heel turn next week. Okay. Because they're gonna be in Pittsburgh, which is her city, and she's gonna have microphone time. I have a feeling she's going to turn. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with her being a bad guy. We yeah. also had the tag team tournament matches, which were one was SCU versus the best friends. And they beat up Christopher Daniels before the match. And Scorpio Sky had to come in and take his place. Scorpio Sky lost both of his shoes. I hope he got them back because walking around with no shoes is weird. And SCU did win the move on. And later on, we had Pentagon and Phoenix versus Jurassic Express, which was... Before you go on to that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, May you discussed, right, about SCU, right? Where, mm-hmm. like, Christopher Daniels and, and Kazarian, like, they have better chemistry because they've been together longer, right? But yes. Kazarian and Scorpio Sky is the way better team. And we discussed it. Neither one of us remembers if Scorpio Sky or Christopher Daniels ever teamed up. So my question is, like, for the listeners and whatever, can someone answer that? Because, like, for the life of me, I can't remember. So, yeah, that, that's all I wanted to know. I wanted to pose a question out there. Yes, please answer that because I cannot remember either. 
But yeah, it was. He was playing the Lucha Bros. Yes, the Lucha Bros versus Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. That was weird to me too, because I, I, I felt they should have been Luchasaurus, but they did explain apparently Luchasaurus was injured. Yeah, like that kind of caught me off guard because I didn't even hear he was injured. Yeah, that's the weird part. I didn't even hear that. But yeah, the um, Pentagon and Phoenix won. I'd see that it's going to be Pentagon and Phoenix versus SCU in the finals of the tournament. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because I'm putting my money on SCU when being the first tag champs. Okay. And I feel like it was one more match on AEW, but I don't know what it was. Oh, it, that's right. It was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus... Moxley uh, and Pac. There it goes. And during the match, Moxley just turned on Pac. Like, the fuck? Yeah, like, randomly, because Moxley basically wanted to do his hardcore shit, beat the shit out of Kenny with, I want to say it was a... Fucking baseball bat or some shit? Pop wire baseball bat. AKA. <laughs> but, um, Hog tried to stop him. And be like, are you crazy? Like, I'm trying to win him, whatever. Bam. Uh, I'm gonna call it Dirty Dates, but I forget the fucking name of it. The paradigm yeah. shift here. I'm gonna go with Dirty Dates. I like that better. <laughs> but yeah, um, Basically, like, what happened there, like, next week, they're going to have a match against each other, Pac and Moxley, so. Yep. I'm, I have I have a thing, but I'm going to say it after I give my NXT review. Okay. So, that was it for AEW. NXT was, it was good. It was really good. So, Roderick Strong ended the match between Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic. But before that, Velveteen Dream had got beat up by the Undisputed Era and taken out. And next week, he had a North American title match. And because he got beat up by them, they said he was going to be out for a while. So now, because... Donovan Dijakovic and Keith Lee's match was messed up by Roderick Strong. It is now a three-way for the North American title next week. Ooh. I just read a rumor that Keith Lee is injured, but I didn't check up on it, and I'm just going by what I hear right now. So that was a match. Also, Tommaso Ciampa fought Angel Garza, and he did a funny thing in the match where I fucking popped. A couple people didn't like it, but I fucking popped. Angel Garza, when he's in the match, he takes off his pants. And he took off his pants, and Ciampa threw him out the ring. And Ciampa just proceeded to attack his pants. I know that sounds weird, but he attacked his pants. And then as soon as Angel Garza got in the ring, he DDT'd him. One, two, three, match over. 
Also, I gotta watch that later. Oh, you have you definitely have to watch that. Also, we had a match between Bianca Belair and no, no, no. It was Io Shirai and Lacey Lane, who I don't know her new name, but her name is Lacey Lane. Io Shirai beat Lacey Lane and basically called out Shayna Baszler. Lacey Lane is the one that I compare to um, Ember Moon a lot, right? Like she had that same atmosphere and all that. Yep, right? that's her. Okay. And she, Io Shirai won the match. She basically challenged Shayna. And because she challenged Shayna, Rhea Ripley came out. And when Rhea Ripley came out, Rhea Ripley basically told her, yo, you're going to have to get behind me because I'm up next. And then Rhea Ripley challenged Bianca Belair. And that match will be next week. Like, Shayna has so many, like, people going after her. Like, my speculation is that's going to wind up being a a multi-person match. Well, I'm glad you said that because Tegan Knox had a return match. And Tegan Knox won her match. And Shayna Baszler came out and confronted her. Oh, okay. Front of her, Dakota Kai was next to her, so she basically called out both of them, which adds two more names to the list for Shayna Baszler. And this has turned into a big thing for her. I don't know who or what or when or how she's going to fight all of these people. Like at this point, it, it sounds like an eight way. Maybe my number's off, but like it sounds like an eight way at this point. It might be more than that. It might be a lot more than that. Yeah. Also, the main event of NXT was Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne. I wanted this to happen, didn't think it was going to happen, but Damian Priest beat Pete Dunne. It was it was an awesome match though. That match was pretty badass. I caught the tail end of that and like yeah, it, it was good. It was a really good match. So yeah, like AEW and NXT were probably pretty much tied this week. But the thing I wanted to get to that was that I wanted to talk to about AEW and NXT, this war is turning out to be a little bit too much for both companies because they're running through a bunch of good matches that they should save and build up because they have weekly television. Mm -hmm. It's kind of not a good thing, but I don't know. Right now, I feel like it's not a good thing because they're running through match after match after match after all these big matches that they could have been saving up, but they'll figure something out. Like Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho, that that's paper, pay-per-view worthy right there. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. Pac versus Moxley, which is going to be next week, that's pay-per-view worthy. Yeah. Like, it's so many pay-per-view worthy matches they're like, you know what? We're going to give them away for free. That um, NXT North American title three-way next week. That, that's pay-per-view worthy. Exactly. The Damian Priest and Pete Dunne match was pay-per-view worthy. Yeah. like they, they, And they're treating like throwaways in essence. Basically. But they have, they'll figure something out maybe or they'll just keep running through all of these matches until we're like, Yo, you guys have nothing else to throw at us, so we're bored. Basically. And speaking of throwing stuff at people, 
How about Eric Bischoff getting thrown out of WWE? That was weird, man. That was so weird. He's only been there for like three or four months as the general manager of SmackDown. And then all of a sudden, he's done. He's just out of there. They just say, you know what? You're fired. We're replacing you with Bruce Pritchard. It's like, why'd you hire him if you're going to fire him? And the logical answer is there is none. But my answer is this was a setup from the beginning. This whole thing was a work. Small guy. Basically. Like we said it when he got like hired. Like, okay. Um, you said general manager, but they're actually per, like, what are directors or producers or some shit? Executive director or some shit. Yeah. It was um, Eric Bischoff for SmackDown and Paul Heyman for Raw. Yep. And Ever since, like, um, Paul Heyman took over, Raw has been, like, significantly better. It's been great. Yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? SmackDown's always been good and whatever. You don't see, like, any significant changes and whatnot. So, the whole time, me and Viper thinking, okay, when is he taking over? You had the, uh, um, guess, oh, maybe he's going to take over after the, the Fox deal goes down. Fox yep. deal goes down. A few weeks later, Bishop's gone. What the hell? The Fox deal goes down. He goes down. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, what the hell? Like, what? What even was the point? There was really no point there. It was none. But yeah, he's gone. And everybody wanted them to show up on AEW, which I thought was really stupid of them. Like, no. No. Just let him be. It's not like there's nothing wrong with Eric Bischoff. It's just, that's too stupid of AEW. They would have did that. They would have looked like just some WWE jobbers. Hey, look, it's a WWE guy that just got fired. Look, we're showing him off. They would have done like like old school TNA and whatever. Like every single WWE person who got fired, they would hire and give a monster push to. Exactly. That's that's what I don't want from them. Some of them like, deserving because like Christian made a good champion over there. Yeah. But like, I don't know, Rhino. You, you know. I mean, Rhino. Rhino was an ECW champion. It did the last day. But yeah, it was it was good. <laughs> but yeah, that that that's a thing. Like, yeah. they, they they shouldn't do that. Like Bishop just needs to go off into the sunset. Yes, forget about wrestling. He initially that, that's initially what he was going to do. Yeah, it just do his podcast because that's okay. I agree with his podcast. <laughs> just do your thing, like. He has, like, television deals and whatnot that he also does, so... He really doesn't need to be in wrestling. And also, I wouldn't be too surprised if he made a shit ton of money off of this whole thing. And that's why he's okay with this whole thing just being over. Yeah. Got paid to sing your fucking ass. Basically. But yeah... That's what happened there. Yeah. Now let's go to the land of the rising sun. Japan. None of you get that joke, I'm going to be mad. 
there is rumors going around that there's going to be an NXT Japan. This has been a rumor for a long time and it's getting closer and closer to becoming a reality. So, so the rumor before NXT UK was a thing. Exactly. Because the initial rumor was NXT um, UK, NXT, mm-hmm. originally it was, it was called NXT Asia. Yep. So now Japan. And the third one, which eventually might happen, is NXT, uh, um, what is it, Latin America. Yes. Which probably wind up being Mexico when it, it's all said and done. Yes. And I can see the Mexican one going down very easily because of the whole CMLL being in disarray thing. Yeah. I can see that happening. So you don't think it's going to happen as long, like, the distance between UK and Japan? Like, you think, like, right after Japan, we'll probably get, like, uh, uh, um, Latin America, Mexico, what have you, like, a little bit after that? Yeah, I think it'll be, like, a little bit after that, because right now I see, like, CMLL and Disarray, which is a perfect opportunity for WWE to step in and say, hey, we got money. Look, just let us take this off your hands. We'll fix everything. And that's where they go from there. Yeah. And their their like adventures in Japan are really weird and funny. Like they tried to buy pro wrestling Noah and Noah said no. They're like right now they're trying to buy like Russell One and Dragon Gate and a couple other promotions. They're trying to buy established companies and put their footprint in those companies like in NXT Japan I don't know how all of that's gonna work I, I really don't kind of like how they did with um, UK no but it's it's kind of different with Japan because UK only had like two or three promotions like Japan has like seven or eight big promotions that people pay attention to like they might not be like super prominent with Americans but it's a big deal to a lot of Japanese people these like these companies so them jumping in and saying hey we're a new company people are gonna be like eh okay if they jump in with like established talent like they take from like a Dragon Gate or All Japan or something like that that like people will pop and be like oh you know what let's, let's go over here and watch this WWE NXT show yeah but like they have to play it smartly, and I don't see them playing it smartly, but we'll find out how that works. They even tried to buy Stardom, which fell through because they didn't do the right... They didn't do it the right way. They went to Stardom and said, hey, we want to buy you. And the owner said, well, what do you want to do? We don't know yet. We just want to buy you. Okay, I'm not selling. Oh, shit. And then NXT, I mean, not NXT, New Japan's parent company, which is Bushi Road, they decided to buy Stardom. And the guy asked them, said, hey, what do you want to do with our company? They gave them a list of things that they wanted to do. And they also said, yeah, we'll match whatever WWE is trying to pay you. He said, you know what? I wasn't going to really sell at all, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm selling. And now, Stardom is part of Bushi Road, which is 
the parent company in New Japan. And to all of those people who keep saying, New Japan needs a women's division. There will be no women's division. In Japan, it is different than America. The women have their own thing. And women are actually good. So shut up. So in essence, um, Stardom would be like a sister company to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And here's the funny thing. Like, I've always thought of Stardom as a sister company to New Japan because okay. Stardom was always the... It had become one of the biggest female promotions over there because they have they have a whole lot of talent. 90% of the women that come through NXT have been in, in, in Stardom. And Stardom is like a huge place for the women wrestling. Like, I just happened to stumble upon them and just fell in love with all of the women of stardom. They have so much to give. They have factions. They have, like, whole storylines. It's like, you look at it, and it's like, oh, shit, this is, this is wrestling, but it just has women. That's it. That's the only thing. And, like, it's not, it's not like, oh, it's the women's match, men's match, women's match, men's match. It's all women, that's it. And the thing is, it's like it started to grow so much that the whole entire audience, like in the beginning, it was just like women and men. Now it's like multiplied. Now it's multiplied and just dominated by men that are there to watch these women wrestle. Not in no like pervy way. They're just there to watch them wrestle and watch these storylines unfold. Like, they're actually good. Yeah, because they're really good. Yeah, and I've I've always loved Stardom, and now they're gonna be on a bigger stage. I'm the only thing I'm pissed off about. The only thing I'm pissed off about with this Stardom deal is I still have to pay for my Stardom description separately from my New Japan subscription. <sighs> oh wait, so like the deal doesn't put them together? Here's why: because Stardom has a different TV deal then New Japan because the the stardom deal is with a different television company from the TV company that New Japan has New Japan has this one and they're right like the two companies are rivals so because they're rivals they can't work together until the deal is done they can't work together okay so like I think probably like in the next two years when the television deal is done with Stardom in the other station, they'll probably be able to switch over to New Japan World. But as of right now... Raw and SmackDown, right? Yeah, it's, it's something similar to Raw and SmackDown, like USA and Fox. It's oh. just like that. So I'll just have to pay another $9. This is okay. Whatever. I mean, in retrospect, at least you're not paying for pay-per-views. Exactly, but and hopefully they do change up one thing with Stardom instead of like Stardom will have a show and they won't be live. It'll be like a day or two delay. And I just want to see it live. And I hope that once New Japan steps in, I mean Bushi Road steps in, everything will be live and we don't have to wait. Which um like which would super be great. 
But yeah, that that's that's my stardom take. Sounds like a good thing. It is oh definitely a good thing because like I like I feel stardom will be on the level of New Japan as far as women's wrestling in the next year. Okay. Like they're already popular to a certain circle of wrestling fans, but they're gonna be huge to everybody. Because the owner of Bushi Road, which is the head of everything, he said, I'm going to give them the same kind of treatment I give New Japan. They're going to be all over. They're going to be in everything. The way New Japan is the biggest company in Japan, they're going to be the second biggest company. And I'm like, well, goddamn, that, that makes sense. And they took a picture like afterwards, and everybody just like popped because... It's this feel that when they do the G1, that the guys go take a picture in, and it's like, it's kind of a monumental thing. And after the press conference, all the women of stardom went out there and took a picture in that same field. And everybody was like, oh, okay, that means they really care. They care. Because it just meant something different. It was like, oh, they care. They care. So yeah, that's that's the thing with stardom in Japan. That's awesome. Hey, you had something you wanted to talk about, uh the lethal lottery. Let's talk about it. Oh yeah. Like me and Viper had this thing where like on a personal level we we'll be talking about something in the wrestling world and it actually happens. For instance, We've been wanting uh, um, war games back for the longest. All of a sudden, it's back. You know, we want certain people to come to the other B. Oh, they're there. So, I want the lethal lottery, and I'm going to put it out on the podcast and whatever. That's how bad I want it. So, yeah, and if you don't know what the lethal lottery is, you know what I mean? I'm bad at explaining stuff, so I'm going to let Viper explain it and whatever, because it's a WCW thing, so... Go. Okay, the Lethal Lottery was a pick of it's two superstars put together at random and they're part of a tag team. And just it could be two bad guys, like two good guys, a bad guy and a good guy, two guys that are feuding. A tag team could be broken up and they put them together and they have these matches. They go on to the next round of the match and then they go into a battle royal. The winner of the battle royal wins a title shot. But you have to team up with your partner and actually win the match to get to the get to this point. And it's so like it's so creative and good because you never know who's gonna be with who. Like you have one person walk out, like Seth Rollins will walk out, and he'll pick the person that he's gonna team up with, and he'll probably team up with Bartender Corbin. Just just random. And then their opponent will come out, which will probably be like Roman Reigns or somebody. And Roman Reigns would have to team up with The Fiend or somebody like that and be like, okay. They have to have these matches and whoever wins go on to the next round. Or you have something even crazy like Seth Rollins and The Fiend in one team. You could have you know, the reunited shield of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, you know, 
Like it anything can happen. To Chad Gable. Yeah, yeah. Or Mojo Riley. Some, I was trying to think of somebody that sucked. Chad Gable's actually cool. Yeah. Um. Kurt Hawkins. Mhm. Mhm. You know. Yeah, just like that. You can, and I'm bringing old people. You could have something, for instance. You could have a hornswoggle teaming up with the great Kali. It'll be just like that. Like, they totally random and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, you could have some crappy things happen on it, from it, right? But you could also have some awesome stuff happen from it, too. Exactly. I want to say at one point, like, in WCW, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, you're the WCW guy, you're the informative guy, they had one where it was Sting, and he was forcefully like teaming up with Cactus Jack, which at the time he was feuding with. Yes, that was a thing. And Cactus, like, halfway through the match, or maybe it was the beginning of the match, he beat the shit out of him. Yes, he did. He beat he beat the living crap out of him. That was fun. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so interesting and whatnot, you know what I mean? And then, like, at the end of it, you could have someone you always wanted, like, finally get pushed get a push you know basically because in one of the lethal lotteries ddp won and yep. DDP was like a nobody at the time so yeah like any like anything can happen in a lethal lottery so i want that yes and speaking of things we want i'm putting it out on the podcast killer cross to a major wrestling promotion Please. I know he has this little fiasco thing going on with Impact where he's kind of stunk under contract and he doesn't and they won't let him go. Please put Killer Cross and AEW, WWE, MLW, New Japan somewhere. Please, for God, just let him be on a show. That whole like, situation sounds like on some neutral underground type of shit. It basically is. And I don't understand why they're holding him hostage and they let everybody else go. Like, they even let his wife slash girlfriend go, Scarlett Berto, who is now signed to NXT. Like, just let him go, please. Like, he's... Like, I understand they think that, oh, he's, he's like, one of the greatest, like, right now. Yes, that's true. He is. But you're not doing anything with him, and you're basically just shitting on him. Just let him go. Let him go so he can prosper somewhere else. He deserves it. Kill across his demand. Please just let him go somewhere where he can have fun and make money and we can all watch him and just be in awe of his psychoticness. Please. That's what I'm asking. Because they're not doing it themselves any favors by pissing them off. You know what I mean? Because like, I'll give you two examples, right? Mm-hmm. One, and this was going going far back, back when we had like Velocity and Sunday Night Heat in WB, right? Mm-hmm. Frankie Kazarian came to WB. But from TNA or whatever, right? But he left on good terms. Apparently it didn't work out for him in WB, right? So he went straight back to TNA or whatever and you know, he kind of flourished. Like he won multiple uh, um, I'm not sure if, if that run he won the exhibition title but he won multiple um, tag team uh, championships and whatnot. So he did pretty well for himself. The other one 
and I want to say this was like a few years ago or whatever like it's not that far you'll probably remember the year James Storm he was in NXT made one or two appearances apparently that didn't work out for him he went back to TNA yep and like you know he had a good run there mind you I know I know neither one of them work in, the, in Impact Wrestling right now currently James Storm as we said earlier is in NWA and of course Frankie Kazarian is in you know, and AEW and whatnot, but yes. you know, at the time, you know, them breaking ties with Impact Wrestling slash TNA was a good thing, but they did it the right way, and Impact handled it handled it right. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, a person who they also handled right, but they actually handled wrong. Oh, cool. Dashwood. Like she's not even fucking signed. Like, her contract is... They put her over and they made her a fucking star. And her contract is up the end of October. You know where she's going at the end of October? Right to fucking AEW. But they can't let Kelly Cross go. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> Apparently, and like, you could tell me how true this is and whatnot, right? Another situation that's similar to that is the Luke Harper situation. Apparently, he's trying to get fired desperately, people are saying. He, this is the thing with Luke Harper, and that's going to bring me into a segue of something else too. But here's the thing with Luke Harper: Luke Harper just wants to wrestle. That's all. Yeah. That's all he wants. He doesn't give a shit. He he doesn't care if it's there or somewhere else. If they're not going to let him wrestle, just he wants to go. If they figure out a way to let him wrestle, he's fine. Like he'll like he like he said, I'll go to NXT. I'll do whatever, just as long as I get to wrestle. I just want to wrestle. He was like, I just want to make money and wrestle. That's all I want to do. I'll stay if they let me wrestle. They have me sitting home doing nothing. I just want to wrestle. Yeah. And that brings me up on the Mike Kanellis situation. So Mike Kanellis is apparently, quote unquote, trying to leave. I I don't really know how I feel about it because I feel one way about it. Because Mike Kanellis just signed a five-year contract with them. And then he just turns around and says, you know what? Fuck it. I want to leave. And he said, oh, because I'm not getting chances and I'm not wrestling. Mike Kanellis just had a shot a big angle on 205 Live before he decided to say, I quit. Yep. So I don't know how to feel for him. And Maria said, you know what? I'm not quitting. I'm staying here. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how these two. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with those two. I don't. I don't get it. Because one minute you want to be part of the company, then the next you want to quit. I, I don't know. You. You. Both of them signed the contract, and then all of a sudden they just they're ready to go. But I don't know. The, that, I, that was as recent as I want to say June. You told me it was June. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Mike Kanellis. And it's not like I'm hating on Mike Kanellis or anything. It's, you just signed a contract. Like, you can't be that mad. You just signed a contract, and then a couple months later, you're like, fuck that, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I don't, don't sign. Exactly. And it wasn't like, oh, you just signed a short contract. You signed a five-year contract with five-year contract money 
And then you get mad and say, you know what? Fuck this. I want out. And it's like, dude, like I can understand if like you were on television for a little while. Yes, we were on television for like two months and then they stopped. But your wife got pregnant, which like kind of threw your whole storyline off. And it's like, like, I don't know how to feel about you. I don't know if I should be mad at you and like not care or I should care because like you're a good wrestler, but that still has nothing to do with you resigning and staying there. But whatever. How do you feel about that situation? I'm I'm indifferent. Like I don't care. Like it doesn't make a difference if, if he stays or goes. You know what I mean? Right. I mean. Like we'll see tomorrow night on two oh five live if he shows back up. Because, like I said, he does have an angle on 205 Live. We'll see what happens on, on that show. Yeah, because he's supposed to be, like, quote-unquote, be, like, friends with Brian Kendrick right now, so. Yes, and he has beef with Akira Tozawa. Yeah. So, yeah, if you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh... Nothing off the top of my head. Now that you can remind me something, you know me with my bad memory. Oh, and also throwing this out there, I would like a G one style round robin tournament in NXT. Yeah, yeah, I want that in NXT, and I want it to happen soon. I want people to get points for tag team matches. I want people to get points for three ways. I want people to get points all different ways. Switch it up, make it a little bit different and weird than the regular G1. NXT throw just just do it. I'm throwing it out there, which means it's gonna happen eventually. Basically, so we're getting a G1 style uh, um, tournament and beef lottery. Oh. Yep. So yeah, like nothing else. Nothing else. Okay, well, I guess uh, we end it. We have a leap lottery. Boom. Screw that. We're out. <laughs>